Hello, my name is Brenda Alexa Cortinas Leon, and today I will be talking about David Parker Ray, who is also known as the Toy Box Killer. So, I'm much his story is really long, so I will try to shorten it and summarize it so you can understand um, about his um, life, right? And the terrible things he did. So, David Parker Ray was born November 6th, 1939. Um, he had a terrible childhood, um, a very terrible childhood. He was severely neglected, which that's super bad because people who are severely neglected, um, whenever they grow up, they have really, really bad, like they do, that's really bad consequences when you, um, neglect someone, especially if they grow up grow up like this um his childhood was really bad because he had an alcoholic abusive dad and a drug addict mom who really did not care about him um he was passed around whenever his parents were um divorced he was passed around different family members until he ended up with his super stern strict abusive grandfather david um started like writing his journals um like fantasizing so he was really like obsessed with his journals his father would jump in his life every now and then but like um not in a good way like in a really bad way because um whenever he would go he would beat everybody up hurt someone of course and um give david a like whole bag full of magazines and it's not any type of like magazines like for kids it was porn magazines um porn where there were women getting tortured and um abused um and beaten up so david um grew up with these magazines and um he starts fantasizing sexually over these um magazines and women this really shaped the way he thought women um were supposed to be treated and the way how sex worked with women so he eventually became a sexual sadist, which is you cannot um get an erection unless um you're seeing another person getting hurt. Um so he grew up like this very like very bad. Um he went to the army, he um graduated high school, he was um bullied in high school because he was very shy. He became an auto mechanic and he got an honorable discharge in the army because he was a general mechanic um then he moved to um to a uh, truth of consequences um new mexico um at elephant butte state park um um his co-workers loved him um because he was such a charming person that's what they say um and he was like he would really help anybody um if anybody needed help and he would like throw insane parties so everybody loved him like he was such a great person which is not. Um, so um, eventually, um, he had a girlfriend named Cindy Hendy. She was um, also neglected in her childhood. Her mom did not um, care about her. Um, she was um, Cindy. Cindy was born in February 6, 1969 um, in Seattle, Washington. She grew up with her obsessed mother with beauty. Um, she was, um, um, sexually, um, and psycholo- psychologically, um, abused by her stepfather. And she had the courage to tell her mother when she was 11 years old that her stepfather was, um, uh, molesting her. And the, 
and her mother did not believe her and kicked her out when she was 12 years old so she began like she was started like living in the streets when uh, like a very young age and she started dealing with cocaine so she became very violent um and like she had like plenty of often violent relationships um um people like uh, so her ex-boyfriends and like other people say that she could easily beat up anybody that's like three times bigger than her or four times bigger than her because like she was like pure muscle they say that she was super skinny like 105 pounds but like she was like she could beat anybody up um she um eventually had three kids when she was 16 she had a son in her late 20s she had two daughters um they were all um, from different dads, and when her youngest child turned ten years old, she sent her kids with her mother, with their grand, with the kids' grandparents. Yeah, she sent her kids, um, to her mom that kicked her out when she was uh very young, um, very bad choice. So this woman, Cindy Hindi, um, w- moved to New Mexico and uh, worked at a bar and like was a terrible person and she eventually got arrested um for um for a DUI and got sentenced 30 days in jail and 6 months probation and 50 community service hours. So whenever she went to Truth or Consequences New Mexico where um David Parker worked at um to do her community service um her and David became like um uh, yeah, they became they started dating. Um, she moved in. She actually moved in with uh, David when she, in January of nineteen ninety nine, and well, their romance only lasted eight months because they eventually got arrested. So I'm gonna talk about the crime scene. The crime scene happened um in um New Mexico, of course, on March twenty second, nineteen ninety nine. So the operator nine one one in Sierra County, New Mexico, got a call at. 3.22 p.m. of, um, like, they got a call, and there was, like, no, like, you could, like, there was no one responding to the call, but, like, you could hear, like, there was a scuffle, like, in a fight far away, and they hanged up, so the, um, the operator, like, like, immediately called back to check what was going on, and a woman answered, said, oh, my God, everything is fine, don't worry, but, like, they said that she was, like, like, out of breath, like, she couldn't breathe, so, she hanged up quickly, so the operator, um, contacted the local police, and, um, sent, um, and gave them that, um, the location, um, of the place, and that place was the house of David Parker Ray, where Cindy Hindi lived at, too, so the police went, and whenever they got there, like, nobody seemed to be home. Like, they knocked the door and, like, nobody answered. They did not have, like, um, what's it called? Um, like, they did not have, um, they couldn't check, like, the house completely. Um, so they didn't have that paper where they give them permission to, like, go, go and check, like, every, go and search and everything. But, I mean, they still had to go in because there was a call and, like, they needed to get in there to see if anybody, like, needed assistance. So, um, they, like, when they were, they were walking around the house, they noticed that each window was, like, covered in, like, super dark, like, shade. Um, and they could not, like, they couldn't see through in, like, through the house and, like, check if everything was okay. So, they had to go in the house. 
Whenever they got into the house, they saw the most disturbing thing ever. They saw chains. They saw multiple sex toys. They saw, um, um, they saw, um, torturing books and items. They saw a blood, uh, I mean, not, yeah, of course they saw blood, but like a bed full of blood. There was a mess in the house. There was garbage all over the place. And then, um, like, they were in shock. They were like, oh, my God, what the heck? They they saw, like, multiple, multiple torturing items. And they were, like, so surprised of all of this. They're like, oh, my God, somebody needs help. Well, they got a call. They got, a, like, multiple reports of a naked woman, like, around the neighborhood with a chain around her neck and full of blood and all dirty. So eventually, um, a lady called saying a random girl ran into her house all naked. Um, she she had bruises all over her body. She had blood, and um, she had a chain around her neck. And that please someone like please send a police over here. This this lady needs help. Whenever they got there, whenever the police got there, the woman came out with the pink um bathroom rope screaming telling them please don't let them get me please don't let them get me and please take this off of me because she had like a huge chain around her neck and it was closed with the padlock so like it was hard for them to take it off so she said um she said please save me don't let them get me and it's one of you okay so here i must start with telling you the story why she thought that the that that the person that got her was a police officer um so, um, she, like, since she was, like, beaten up and full of blood, she had to go to the hospital. They sent her to the hospital immediately. Um, whenever they left David Parker's house, they immediately started looking for him because they needed an explanation of why was his house, like, full of blood and torturing things. So, they started looking for David. Okay, so I want you to picture this now. Truth of Consequences, consequences has a huge desert right next to it. So they thought that he was going to run away um, through the desert. But no, they just found them in like, the town. Um, um, so they eventually got him. They stopped him. And like a bunch of police officers surrounded him, and he just like he came out all calm and said, "You don't have to do this. Like you don't have to do this. This is fine. Like, come on." And like they were like the police officers were like, "Of course, they, like I have to like arrest you. We found blood. We found like many chains, torturing books, and items. Um, of course we need you. Like we need to arrest you and see what's going on." So. David Parker was not alone. He had Cindy Handy with him. Cindy had a huge, like, she was bleeding. She had, a, a like, a huge scratch in her head. So they, like, had, they arrested David Parker. And Cindy Handy had, like, sent her, sent, they sent Cindy Handy to the hospital. Um, Cynthia was in the hospital when Cindy Handy got there. Um, and Cindy started screaming and all scared because she saw Cynthia. So, um, the police there did not know how to handle this. Of course, who's gonna know how to handle such a terrible problem? So, they, um, they contacted the police in the state 
New Mexico police, they eventually went and they wanted to talk to Cynthia, the victim. The naked woman is named Cynthia, right? I forgot to mention that. So they went with Cynthia and um, so they already knew that she thought it was one of the police that got her. She said that she got tortured, that she got beaten up and she got sexually abused. So... What they did is that they wanted to talk to her as soon as possible because they needed everything fresh. Like, the the more um, closer to the time, the more information they will get. So, she's um, whenever um, Cindy passed by Cynthia, she said that B word, you know, the bad word, is in heroin. Y'all need to get her checked. Um, so, they, like, um, they were like, oh, my God, like okay how do you know this so they um started talking with cynthia cynthia said um that yeah she was in heroin because her mother died in that and like and she needed that and that she wasn't addicted she admitted that she like was doing drugs she also admitted that she was a, a sexual worker like she would you know give sexual pleasure for money so she said that um a night um this uh, do that she knew told her that um that person over there wants your service and she said that she didn't have money and she said why not so whenever she got to that dude she described the person she described the the man and it's exactly the description of david parker ray she said that it was a pretty old man and that she did she didn't she that he seemed nice and normal so she decided to go with him then david parker was that guy david parker ray showed her a badge um and told and told her that he was a police undercover and that she was arrested so she like um tried to fight back and leave because like she knew that like something was wrong and then cindy from the back seat like got her and like um like tried to like get her and then david tried to like handcuff her so cynthia started to fight back she was not gonna let this happen but then but then um she got attacked she got attacked with the with the cattle prod so like she still was fighting back and then they can't they can't they can't they handcuffed her to a pipe so she said that they started driving and that they were like they were driving from like for like hours and then she just like she she noticed that um her handcuffs are getting loose so whenever like she was like she kept on moving and doing all this type of noise so she could like get out and, and then um they stopped at a red light she fell she made a huge noise and then cindy got her and um um attacked her again with the cattle prod and then um and then like they stopped at a at a um at a gasoline station to get gas and they um cindy um cynthia said that cindy had a a gun towards her saying that if she makes noise that she was like she was gonna die so she finally finally got to a, a house she said that they covered her face so she wouldn't see anything when she says that whenever she got to the house 
she saw a bunch of torturing things um they she said that they um chained her up to this um to on top of a like a bed so like um and like they were she like they left her hanging there they like spread her um she said that they like Im- that whenever she got there a tape recorder started she's um she said that a tape recorder was david talking saying and detailed everything that they were going to say um i did not hear it i do not want to hear it and because um i'm really sensitive and they say that it's a really strong um tape that do not hear it if you are um sensitive in anything like because this will somehow somehow hurt you or traumatize you so um she said that she heard the tape and that after the tape she started getting sexually abused and um beaten up and and she said that terrible things happened to her every time i watched videos of her um confessing like what happened to her and she cannot say it she cannot explain to what happened to her without crying they did terrible things to this woman i really feel so sorry for her well she said that they did that to her for three days and then she said that on the third day um david left to work and she put a like a little uniform of of parker ranger which she thought that was a um a like police um that she thought it was like a police uniform um so she said that david uncuffed her hands and her feet because she thought she was super tired of all the things they did to her and um whenever david left cynthia um got a call she left the keys to a table next to where she was and then um cynthia left then sandy i mean cindy left i'm sorry these names are so confusing so cynthia what she did is that she reached the most she could to that table hold on the table and pulled it towards her she got the keys and instead of unlocking herself what she did she was she like she thought okay um um cindy could come in any moment so she was like okay i need to move back the table and so what Cindy did is that when she started moving back the table, Cynthia came back came back to the room, saw her, she got super pissed off and started like fighting her. They started fighting. Um so what Cindy did whenever she saw Cynthia is that she dropped the phone because she wasn't like she was on the phone. So like they started fighting and then um um Cindy got a lamp and hit cynthia in the head um cynthia said that she was so like she was so ready to get out of the place that she didn't even felt the lamp hitting her head so what she did was that she fought back and she reached the phone and she called 911 and then and then she got an ice pick and and um and she slashed Cindy with it. So, of course, she started bleeding and she ran 
out of the place as soon as she could. She said that she was running and knocking in doors and, like, stopping cars. So, like, they would help her, but nobody would help her. Like, I'm, I feel sorry, but who is going to help a woman that's naked, full of blood? A lot of people are scared and a lot of people don't, like, wouldn't help because they don't know what's following them and what problem they can put themselves in. But she ran into this home of these old of these really old couple who got who helped her they said that she got so scared that she begged them for help and that she even like started hiding under like under the kitchen table and that scream please don't let them get me please don't let them get me so this is like a very sad terrifying story they sent her to the hospital and they did like what they like all they could to help her um, she was sexually beaten up, everything super bad, but it wasn't nothing so, like, fatal, so, so she was, like, she was calm, and she did all of that, she said that David Parker, um, she knew it wasn't David Parker first time, because he told her, you're not gonna see your family anymore, um, so, like, just, just deal with it, um you're not gonna like you're gonna die i'm just gonna kill you like the others um and she gave out the most information she could so after this um they since david got arrested and um um cindy got arrested um after hearing everything cynthia said the police finally got a warrant to go check um and be able to um search david's parker house so Oh, also something that Cynthia said is that David took multiple pictures of her while she was getting abused. And also, um, David showed Cynthia, like, um, pictures of other women getting tortured by him. So, um, this dude had evidence of everything. Um, they think, officers believe that he had, um... That he has murdered over, like, like not murdered, but, of like, of course, killed people. And um, done stuff to people, like, over, like, 60 victims. Because whenever they got to his house, they found a journal where he would write in detail what he, like, his description of his victims and everything he did. And if he killed them or not. But something that was like that would not help them is that he would never write well he would like leave them at where he will leave the bodies and they really like something that's really hard in this case is that they didn't find enough bodies um so it was it's a really sad story because um he did have a huge desert right next to him in a huge lake where he could have thrown bodies or like make people disappear so they found a hundred and one items of stuff that did not um that did not belong to him or um to David or to Cindy, and that's how they figured out that they had um done this to like multiple pe- like women like victims because they found pictures they found videos, and they found a trailer right next to the house, um which then. When they heard Cynthia, that they told her that she was going into the toy box, but David had to work. 
So Cynthia talked about the toy box. She said that she never been in the toy box, but she heard it. She heard it multiple times. Whenever they got to that trailer next to, next to the house, they found the worst, the most disturbing things ever. They found multiple sex toys, multiple items that were super big that were being inserted in women's um um private parts um it was it's such terrible things they did to these women i feel really sorry so it's it's this is a really sad story and a very traumatizing and horrific um thing they found it's just it's really sad they uh, they also found like where he would like keep hairs of his victims um and also he had he did not just have his girlfriend involved in this he actually had his daughter involved in this in this um his daughter would um kidnap um girls her age friends um even girlfriends um yes her daughter was um his daughter was a lesbian and woody and um and oh yeah and actually one of um jesse his daughter's um girlfriend disappeared and the last thing they knew about her is that she was in the restaurant with her girlfriend jesse and and Jessa Ray, when um, her father picked her up, and then from that moment on, they did not find her girlfriend. So they really believe that uh, now David has something to do with the disappearance of his daughter's girlfriend. Now that they figured out the type of person he was. Um, also, whenever they, they, they found um, bracelets with like names in it. And they went out to the news asking if you were one of um his um victims, if this belongs to you, please contact us. And they actually found multiple, multiple women that um actually had lost their clothes and their jewelry and they um actually got raped. Um and they didn't even know what happened to them and like cause they would wake up in like different places naked where David Parker, whenever he would abuse women, and if they were they were survive survive to his sexual abuse, he would um he would like um sleep them and like drug them and like leave them somewhere without anything. Like he would take rings, clothes, shoes, socks, um like hair ties. He would take everything from them, and he would leave them um in different places of like a a city or a town. And whenever the, like, woman starts seeing their things in TV, they're like, oh, my God, I actually got raped a few years ago. Or, um, this happened to me, like, and da-da-da date, and that's mine, that's mine. So, they started, like, um, some victims came, um, some victims, like, of course, they quiet and didn't say anything. But this is how they started figuring out that David done this to many women and they say that he's been doing this for four decades. Um, that when he started doing this whenever he was a teenager. They also found that he contacted Viagra to see if um, on, um, customer support. 
uh, um, asking if Ragger would actually help him get an erection um, and without having to hurt anybody. Um, so him, um, he wouldn't, he said that he would um, admit whatever he did if he, they would let his daughter be free. So they let, his daughter only got two years and he got two, no, he got 224 years um, sentenced, and Cindy also got sentenced, and she was, um, she got out in 2019. She already paid for what she did because they said that she was a victim of David Parker Ray. Um, also, David, um, they said that in jail, he got close to God, and that he decided to talk. He said, I will talk. And I will say the truth about everything. So he had already two years in jail when he decided to talk because he said that he met God. He got God in his heart and he was ready to talk and say everything. So whenever the, everybody was like, oh, my God, we have the opportunity. Now know what he did where 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 he left bodies at and the woman he did this to and everything. So. They made a date for him to go and uh, talk and say and confess everything he did. And whenever they finally were going to talk with David, they say that a few days before he got a heart attack and died. Okay, so people were really mad because Cynthia... The victim of David, the last known victim of David, did not want him to get the death penalty. He wanted him to last long years in jail. And he didn't even pay for what he did. He only spent two years in jail. And when he was finally going to say something, he died of a heart attack. So many people were sad and frustrated too that he didn't even pay what he did. So this is the short story of David Parker Ray. Thank you for listening.